guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Hey guys, it's Melissa. And it's Jill. And what a day it's been in the mommy bill. Can't you agree? Ain't that the truth every day? I feel like our daughters literally call each other. (laughs) And like, they're like, let's get up at 5.30 in the morning and let's just not go back to bed because, you know, apparently Mm -hmm. that's enough sleep that, 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 that we definitely need. Or let's skip all our naps or take an eight minute nap. Oh my God. It's like the worst. Ain't that the truth? She's, you know, she's a good napper. I can't complain, but now she's kind of like in the phase where like she wants to be up. Like she literally has FOMO and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what you have FOMO about. We're literally sitting home the whole entire day, but I mean, they are our daughters, so they they just (laughs) I am. I am the FOMO queen, right? So I, I can't I can't really get too mad about that. They know there's a party and I have to say that was, you know, Kelsey today. I know she, Char naps well, but Kelsey, nope. She took her first nap, eight minutes. I was like, you got to be kidding. Wide awake, ready to party. And then, yeah, we were cranky, basically screaming all day long. So let's hope tomorrow's a better day. Or and else that's I, why we have the wine, yeah, right? Or else I'll be drinking all 12 bottles. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. So I think we're going to start each episode. We thought that it would be kind of um, interesting to start each episode with a... Um, story regarding the paranormal and kids were babies. Um, we found some really good ones on Reddit. I love reading Reddit. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you go down that dark hole. It's true. <laughs> um, but we would actually love to also hear personal stories from you guys. So if you guys have any stories that you would love to share with us, um, feel free to message us on our Instagram, Paranormal Activity Podcast, um, and we'll love to share it. So. What did you find tonight, Jill? All right. So the one that I have tonight, it's it's a sweet, it's a sweet story. Oh, I it, love sweet stories. Exactly. It's not an eerie one. Don't worry, <laughs> we will have some of those in the future. Uh, but inevitable. I figured, you know, let's let's tone it down a little bit. So uh, this story, I'll, I'll read it exactly how um, the the woman who posted it, and then we'll discuss it after. So it says, when my son was about four, he was in his room taking a nap. He suddenly came running into my room and said that he saw Mama, uh, which she noted that uh, her mother-in-law had recently passed, and that's what he called her, and that he was playing Go Fish, a card game, with her. I asked him to show me where he saw her, and he took me to his room, and on the floor in the doorway were two sets of cards across from each other, as if two people were playing and set the cards down. That got me, like, right there. I was like, oh, my goodness. If I saw that with Kelsey, I'd be like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, God, we need the one, uh, right? Ain't that true. Then uh, she continues to say, when I asked him what happened, he said he opened the door to go to the bathroom, and there she was. So I asked what happened next, and he said, she asked if I wanted to play cards, and I said yes. He said that they just played for a few minutes and didn't talk. It was so pure and sweet. His eyes lit up when he told me about it. But he doesn't remember it happening now. So I guess, you know, he was, since he was only four at that time, he had, that was such an impact on him. But then as he got older, that story didn't really uh, stick with him then. 
Man, I wish I could remember things that happened when I was four years old. I don't blame the kid. I agree. But, oh, my God, you know, you hear so many stories like that, you know. And it's like I kind of, like, obviously I don't want to rush Shar's life away. She's only seven months. But I kind of, I really can't wait until she gets to be able to tell me what's going on and, like, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't take this stuff lightly. I know some people are kind of like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, like a kid's imagination. I mean, me, I'm like, okay, are we calling a priest? <laughs> like, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's like, you know, that's that's just so sweet. But the cards thing, oh, my God, it, it's just so bad because I watch, like, probably every horror movie <laughs> that there is. But I can just, like, think of, like, like, you know, the, the scenes of, like, the kids sitting in, like, the playroom, uh-huh. and the mom walks in, and, like, oh, my God, and, you know, they see them, like, talking to, yep. like, a kid, like, that's kind of, or, I mean, sorry, ghost kid, that's kind of what I imagine, I'm like, uh, is this going a bit south or it's north? true, no, I think of that, too, I even think of sometimes, you know, in some of the movies, in the playroom, there'll be nobody in it, but you'll see, like, a ball comes rolling out of the playroom, mm, and it's like, all right. me every freaking time. Like, who <laughs> Those did Those fucking balls. <laughs> For real, you got to put them things away. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, um, I've definitely, I've seen some of tonight's topics, movies. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them on, a bunch of them that have been filmed. They're not my favorite. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of the Amityville movies. I just think I that they're dramatic. They're not accurate. I'm like, what's the point? They didn't I, do it well. They they're not, not even no. entertaining. And like, I love you, Ryan Gosling, but horror is not your genre please stick to comedy go back to waiting wherever just friends were the well i forget which movies he's in but john but the horror is not his genre mm-hmm. and i feel bad because he tried but you know we it live just, and we learn yeah, right just didn't fit it wasn't a good match so we're actually if just in case you guys are not aware but we actually are from long island mm-hmm. we lived i mean we lived here our whole lives yep. pretty much and we're not too far from the Animeville Horror House. No. Um, it is located at 112 Ocean Avenue um, in Long Island, of course. It's now referred to, now it's known as 108 Ocean Avenue because they actually, you know, obviously it's a well-known case mm-hmm. and it attracts a lot of um, tourists and they kind of changed the address, which is like, no offense. I mean, I would try a little bit harder. You know, exactly. If Deter people away because if you're going to 112, you're gonna see 108 and be like, oh my god, there it is. Because pretty much everyone knows what the house looks like. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean even people that don't even that don't even care for this stuff, they know all about it and they know what it looks like. But um, of course, if you guys don't know, um, we did include a picture of it on our Instagram, so you can definitely check that out. I love it. I think it's very cute. No, it th- is. The only thing that kind of gets to me, which really annoys me, is that the entrance of the house is, like, on the side of the house, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. all the houses, the doors are, you know, how a door would be on the, you know, on no, the street I when you're walking you. in, but this one's, like, on the side. It's very bizarre. Um, but it's been, it's been around for quite some time. Um, the murders go back to November 13th of 1974, and they were committed by Ronald DeFeo Jr., he was 23 at the time of the killing, which is kind of like I feel like the age where, like, if you are doing drugs, you might be doing drugs then. Um, yep. He, unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, I mean, however you want to view it, I say unfortunately because he would have been someone that I would have loved to interview and pick his brain, but um, he did die on March 12th of this year, 2021, in jails um, at the age of, mm-hmm. I believe, 69, which I guess, you know... 
I'll never get to interview him. I know. Long lost dream. Like, motherfucker, why did you have to die? <laughs> you really? just wait a little bit longer. Seriously. <laughs> two more months until this podcast picks up and I can get in touch with you. No, I'm kidding. But um, story goes on November 13th of 1974, about 3.15 a.m., if you listen to our last episode, we discussed that lovely hour, hour of yeah. 3 a.m. Um, oh. He gunned down his parents, Ronald DeFeo Sr., 43, um, Louise, 42, and his four siblings, Dawn, 18, Allison, 13, Mark, 11, and John, 9. Um, those yeah. are listening, just keep in mind John, who was nine years old at the time, it will come in later in handy. Um, so basically six people were murdered in their beds and the whole kind of ooh about it is that these six family members died mm-hmm. in their bed. No, str- like no struggle. So they all died. Like, I just feel like if I, I heard it. a gunshot, like I'm a very light sleeper. Oh, so I would I. be up. I would be all up in the grill and be like, excuse me, what's going on? Oh, um, definitely. And I mean, think of how many family think there was six members that were that's at least six gunshots you know i I don't know and back then i thought the guns are probably louder um definitely i think he said he didn't have the silencer on so i mean i that just doesn't make sense to me that's kind of the one aspect of the story that's kind of like always sticks with me because you know it's a very controversial case and also not only did these family members not show any signs of like a struggle or disgruntled Mm -hmm. or getting up however you want to say it um the neighbors did not hear any gunshots either. Which is bizarre. Like you said, you're a light sleeper. But even if you're not a light sleeper, I feel like you would hear, especially oh, absolutely. if and gunshots. Oh, absolutely. And DeFeo, um, I have notated here that DeFeo mm-hmm. did not use a silencer. So okay. Exactly. Like, I would hear, I feel like a gunshot like five miles from my house. I mean, okay. I don't know. I just, I to me, you're not only relying on the family members that were, that were unfortunately killed, not hearing anything, but now no one hears anything. Exactly. I don't know how it was back then, but now if you go through Amityville, um, you go through Ocean Avenue, I mean, the houses are on top of each other. I don't think that was the case back in 1974. Mm-hmm. Long Island was a lot um, less populated, so I don't think, you know, everyone was on top of each other, but exactly. they, kinda, they had to have been pretty close. Yeah, to hear that especially. I and, mean, if, and you can't go through with the movie show. They make it seem like they're all there alone. Like, no, they're not. Yeah, the movies, like we said, I don't think they did it justice at all. They didn't do a good depiction of what this case is really about. Yeah. And so, you know, Defe- um, DeFeo has claimed, you know, various things that he was um, possessed and not possessed. And then, you know, he eventually comes out with this, you know, um, I guess defense that his sister Dawn, that he had two, that basically three accomplices. His sister Dawn, who was 18 at the time of the murders, and then two other people. He didn't name their names. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know why you wouldn't. So you exactly. can kind of get yourself out of this whole scenario. Um, he says that the fails, the, the, sorry, the fails says that he, I'm sorry, that Dawn killed his sister, the mm-hmm. whole family, and that, I, and that he killed her. If that's the case, I'm thinking that something went down bad but i mean i don't i don't get how that makes sense though like if like why would you kill her if, if the whole yep. plan was to kill the whole family were you only killing one person like well i don't know yeah. like were you maybe saving your siblings like why did you have to kill your young son i mean why did you kill yeah. any of them I obviously it's but it's terrible I, it, to me that just does not make and like you said now it's not even like 
DeFeo, he's alive anymore, to interview him and Yeah, because the motherfucker had to die. <laughs> I'm still so mad about that. But no, I mean, even if I was to interview him, he changes his story like 75 times a year. Like, he's not, I don't know. I just think he, I mean, no offense, like, he doesn't really care. Like, mm-hmm. he's in jail. He knows he's in jail. So why would he doesn't want to get the public the truth? Why? Yeah. He'd rather just keep switching up the story. It's probably, yeah, he's keeping, you know, life yeah. interesting, right? Exactly. It's true. So, believe it or not, I mean, the murders are, like, you know, what that's what's known about the house. That's mm-hmm. its family members were shot brutally, tragically, in the house. But the, the, whole, the, whole, um, the whole story became popular and well-known, uh, I would say, like, probably all over the world, is when the Lutzes moved in. So, like I said, November 13, 1974, that's when the murders of the DeFeo family occurred. And then by December of 1975, so a little bit over a year later, Mm -hmm. um, and actually a month after Ronnie DeFeo was convicted of the murders, the Lutz family moves in. And again, if you're not from Long Island, the Lutz family, they moved from Deer Park, which is, again, not too far. No, Um, relatively close. Yes, relatively close. They found a great deal. They paid a whooping $80,000 for that house. Could you imagine finding a home? I will nowadays. take that house five times over right now. You can't find a home for cheaper than $500,000 Jesus Christ, no, now. you cannot. Um, and I guess, you know, they are aware of the murders. Um, um, cause on moving day, they supposedly had a priest bless the house, which yeah. if what the Lutzes are saying is true, no offense, buddy, but you didn't do a great job. I definitely um, didn't. But, you know, George... You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn throughout this podcast that George he's kind of an exaggerator. Mm-hmm. He's very dramatic. I, you know, I should look up his sign because don't tell me he's a cantor <laughs> like me. Because he just he exaggerated a lot. He's kind of someone that you know, like I always say, if you're telling a lie, like don't though, don't make it sound ridiculous that people are like okay, exactly. Then people, you know, the know. less the better. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. Less is more sometimes. Well, this is four on one online, but anyway, um. So he goes on to say later on that the priest was assaulted in the home, the one that came to bless the home. He claims that the priest's hand was slapped in the sewing room and was told to get out. Like, if that, I would be I would be getting out before the <laughs> priest would, even got out. I would have been out, yep. I mean, With that's, or without my bags packed, I would have been out. <laughs> well, that's what they pretty, pretty much did know, after 28 days. But. It's a pretty short stay, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Um. The first Pat George later on goes to say that the first paranormal activity that he encountered was doors being ripped from the hinges, cabinet slamming shut, and slime oozing out of the ceiling. Again, with the lie. I mean, I the, the first two doors being ripped from hinges, cabinet slamming shut. I can yes. definitely believe, but then the slime yeah. oozing. Like, what is I'm like imagining silly putty coming out of the so ceiling. So am I. Oh, like, 100%. Green, like I, I, I just, I don't know what that's Back about. Back in what, when Nickelodeon, when it would be slime? That's, that's what, that's, what that's, I'm that envisioning. I was researching, and I'm like, come on, dude, really? I know, come on, come um, up with something a little bit better or nothing at all. No. Exactly. <laughs> and then in 2006, he was he stated that the front door would slam in the middle of the night, was not able to get warm in the house for many days, Okay, so you moved in December, okay? Mm-hmm. Is it windy? Is there a snowstorm? Exactly. Like, you know, listen, I believe in the paranormal. I will believe it, and I will fight for and defend it until the day that I die. But, you know, you got to be skeptical on some crazy mm-hmm. things. It's kind of like this is the one thing that makes the paranormal seem ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I mean, not that specific, you know, door slamming shut, but, I mean, to me, that's, you know, is it scary? Yes, but, like, of course. 
he wasn't specific. Did you get the door exactly. fixed? Did you there change could the be door? Reasonings for things. A thousand percent. Know. Like for example, I know like when it's freezing, my door like lock doesn't lock right. Like mm-hmm. it takes like a whole army to freaking lock. It's like, yeah. ridiculous because of the cold. So that could have been it. You know, I don't know. In, it's in true. Nineteen seventy-five. How good the doors but were. Even my front door, my like glass door, you have to really pull yeah. it to shut, or else it will just swing open. Again. Yeah. So to me, that's not um, mm-hmm. like whatever. When I hear that, he also claims that it took a really long time to get warm in the house. It would take many days, which I'm like, okay, are you getting? Was it? <laughs> I'm gonna sound Did so you stupid. Turn the right heat now. On? Okay. Is it the boiler? Like no, right? Like, it what, what it might. Or the hot water heater? No, I guess with. Like it's, it's, it's a, a long night. Yeah, <laughs> long day and long night. Um, the wine's not helping, right? But um, I don't know. To me, like. I have oil right now in my house. It takes 12 years yeah. to to um get warm sometimes. So I don't know. Like back in 1975, I feel like you don't have the best technology. So, I do, you know, I don't that's know. True. Many days, I mean, that's a little bit dramatic. So it if that's really occurring, you know, did you, again, did you call someone to have that <laughs> fixed? Like, did you move into a, also you moved into a home that probably wasn't occupied for like mm-hmm. a year and a month. So everything might have been discontinued Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I like, the, like with the pipes frozen, like I don't, I think I sound <laughs> smart when I say that, right? <laughs> you do, no Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, and then interestingly, he, this is what gets me. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm listening to you because you're starting to sound somewhat intriguing. Yes. Um, he claims he would wake up at 3.15 in the morning every day, which happened to be, like I said before, Around the same time that the failed um, murders occurred. But did he have public knowledge of that? Yes. No, you're right. Like, I'm kind of like, you know, 3.15. Again, I don't, I do not mess around with that hour. I am like, nope. And I actually got mad because last night I had to go to the bathroom at 3.01 a.m. And I could not hold it. And I'm like, I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. Well, Um, I had told you, I think, like two nights ago, Kelsey was, she like woke up and it was kind of like, she was still sleeping, like a cry, screaming. Oh, I hate three thirteen, and I was like, uh, "God, to be kidding me, kid!" Yeah, you were telling me it's you know, yeah. it's it's a crazy, it's a crazy hour. It, it really, is. really is. Um, uh, so that kind of gets me thinking. Like, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, where did you look that up? Did you, you know, what did that really happen? Yeah, it's hard to, you know, it's true. Yeah, and then this is um. This is interesting enough when he claims that his wife, Kathy, was transformed into an old woman, which I, I've never heard that yeah. before, really, in any other case. I mean, besides a few. Yes. Um, and also that she was seen levitated at times. Okay, so, I mean, you're throwing in a lot of stuff right now. You're throwing in... <laughs> like, a lot of cliches. It's kind of like too, you go to like. the doctor, and you're yeah. like, okay, I like, you're trying to fake sick, but you're like, you have every sy- symptom under the fucking sun. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, no. Kind of sounds um, like the boy who cried wolf. It could be true, but you keep yeah, going with it. Dude, you need to... He was, he was known to be dramatic. This is not just us being like, you're being dramatic. <laughs> um, he, and he also claimed that the kids' beds were being thrown up and down, and he was unable to do anything due to... An invisible force paralyzing him. I, I'm sorry. Like, if my do- if Shar was being thrown around the room, no invisible force, I mean. Is paralyzing. Is paralyzing me, buddy. I, I, I don't know. So the wife is being thrown around. The kids are being thrown around. And then they left after 28 days. They fled the house, leaving all their possessions, clothes, and even food in the fridge. I mean, I'm not leaving French fries in the fridge. That is a <laughs> Neither serious... am I. Or ice cream in the freezer. That's but, you know, but they, they didn't have a lot of money. So you got to yeah. think, okay. Yeah. Like, did you, I mean, I don't know. Like, 
did you like did you like there are people that do like a little bit more attention like yes i think that's natural i think i don't want to say it's normal but it does occur like you know but something like okay you don't have a lot of money you just i mean back then eighty thousand dollars is you know maybe a hundred and fifty thousand dollars less than like what we would like equivalent to like what we would what we would pay to a house so it's Mm -hmm. still you know a good chunk of money it's not you know it's not a lot but it's you know how do you walk away from a home Exactly. Like, you know. And leaving everything in it Exactly. Well. I mean, just... and it's also, it's a, it's a nice size home. It's yeah. a It's a pretty, it's damn bigger than my home now, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, nice size home. So that's kind of like the one thing that kind of gets me. I'll be honest with you, that and the 3.15 in the morning every mm-hmm. day. That's what really. I also feel like if you were there experiencing this for all that time, you just leave now, leaving everything behind. I mean, if you've already endured all that, what, how much. You know what I mean? You like, where did you go? Like, go? Like, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. How do you just have money to go, go get another house? Exactly. Like, you just, you just don't. You don't. No, definitely not on Long Island, at least. Yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, maybe things were better back then, but now it's a little <laughs> bit rough out here. Oh, yeah, ain't that the truth? Um, And then, so they fled, so I'm assuming that would be, you know, they moved in, De- they moved in December, so that's going to be January. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so you, now you're in January, now February will be two months later. Mm-hmm. That's when, I guess, the news broke and people became interested. And we had, of course, um, the well-known Warrens. And Ed Warren is a demonologist, and Lorraine Warren is a, um, is a. Oh my God, I can't. I'm like brain farting, mom brain. She is a psychic. There you go. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that was kind of like the first like case that they kind of you know they became known for. Um, there's you know there's not much mm-hmm. that you know you could really research. I've heard plenty of different things. Um, they were one of the many I um psychics that were you know were those that can communicate with. The dead that were um, came into the home to investigate, they concluded that there was definitely some mm-hmm. bananas going on there. Let's just say that. Um, definitely. And, you know, um, Lorraine and Ed, they did pass, but we will be talking a lot about their cases because their cases are probably my favorite. Oh, my God. Definitely. They're so intriguing. I love it. Um, you know, I like them. I don't, if people think that they're hoaxes, that they could be frauds. I don't, I don't get that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Lorraine, one of the things, because, you know, they don't, they don't talk much about it, to be honest. They really don't. They, it's, I think it's, like, one of those things that they they witness and they, they kind and of, they like, just, shit their pants yeah. and they're like, that's They kind of wanted to block it out, so. So I, th- I found this quote from Lorraine, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, She goes to say that the house itself, the case, not the house, I should say, the case itself has afflicted our personal lives more than any other case that we've ever worked on in 54 years of our research. And that's a lot of places. My husband is a religious demonologist. My husband is not well. We've been involved in very bad hauntings and and very bad diabolical cases. We've been involved with levitations and blood coming from someone's eyes, all sorts of bad things. But that case followed us right into our home. So, you know, that goes to say, like, That's what the like heck is good. going on there? That's true. Um, so, like I said, in two months after the Lutzes leave, mm-hmm. um, they have... They kind of investigate the home, the a local TV crew to Long Island. They did a segment on the house, and that's how the paranormal investigators kind of became aware of what's going on. 
Um, and they took many photos in the home. And, you know, awesome. when you, re- yes, if you research anything about the Amityville mm-hmm. Horror, there's this very famous picture of a ghost boy. Um, when they were doing the investigation, there were, amp- and this is from many sources, there there have been noted that there's been no kids during, you know, the investigation, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And why would you have kids at a, um, no- at a, paranormal investigation i mean i would have exactly star in like it. another state if i could if i was doing something um and i know i sent you jill before we yes. filmed and I'll, I'll put this up so you guys can see on our instagram again that is paranormal activity podcast um so this ghost boy it looks like you know the flash was on his eyes are like completely whited mm-hmm. out um and a lot of people say that he looks like john defeo who was nine at the time um I could see it. I definitely can see I it. I could see it. You know, the, the picture it's of the ghost itself, I don't think is as clear, but, you know. Yeah. Sorry, ghost, you should have came in a little bit clearer. I, you know. Um, but you I, can definitely see Yeah, and also this is like, yeah, this picture they have here comparing is a school photo, it looks like, mm-hmm. maybe, or maybe a family photo. It's got to be a family photo, actually, because there's like, there's, like, fingers touching the shoulder. But, um, I, like, you know, it's more, like, dressed up and you can like mm-hmm. kind of tell like not fancy but like more no it does look like a portrait they took for yeah some and like they have like the same similar hair the ghost boy has like a part in the middle of the bangs yeah that comb over look <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um the ears look very similar from what i can see yeah the nose looks very similar to be honest you know um i just gotta say if that's the case like that's tragic that is oh, like goodness. yeah i mean it would make sense you know that there would be mm-hmm. some of their, you know, some of the family spirits remaining. Um, but who knows, you know, who knows if it's just a family haunting or if something yeah. bigger is there. Um, they all, all the psychics agree that there is a demonic force in the home. You know, I, I need a little bit more specific details. Exactly. Like, you know, um. But now imagine I if you took that photo right now, like they said. Oh, I would after shit my they, pants. Right? I would be I would be in a freaking psych ward right now. Are you kidding me? It's because it's wild. a very clear. Oh, it's very. It's clear. It's a very very clear photo. Um, it really is. Yeah, and you could see like if you zoom out of the picture, you see mm-hmm. like the door. Yep. Like hello, like that. Like to me, that doesn't look like a person. Like it looks like definitely something else. I mean, like no, I mean it looks like a like a like a little boy. But yeah. I'm saying like it doesn't look like an actual physical person looks, no i know what you mean it's it's very like and you can see the picture that they, they zoom in on is very like light infrared lighting kind of you know mm-hmm. so they probably did some effects to see it better yeah compared to the this version it's you, very dark can you imagine going through the photos and you're like oh nothing 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 and then all of a sudden this oh, thing i did i would have shit my pants pops <laughs> up like holy shit like what is this um yeah, yeah it, it's, it's wild yeah it's a professional photographer Gene Campbell, he set up the camera on the second floor, landing of 112 Ocean Avenue, now 108 Ocean mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, and they go on to say that many rolls of film were exposed, all showing nothing of the ordinary except this one. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like, I just feel like, you know, like when you go to investigate something, you're not going to have a million photos of like a million pieces of evidence no, you're and gonna, you might not even find it the first few exactly times you like yeah. you might just have something that just pops yeah. up and you're like oh my god um so that's kind of like a, a big controversial part of the case um 
I don't know. I, that, that gives you yeah. the heebie-jeebies. It does. Need it, some more wine for that one, Mike. I, I agree. We might be on to the next bottle soon, folks. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> um, and then let's see. So, yeah. So, George Lutch, he, he stayed around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. He passed away in 2006, and he claimed until the day he died that it was not a hoax. So, I don't know. I mean, the man just kept it going yeah. and going and going and going. Now, which is really interesting. I love this documentary. It's called Miami Volhari. I believe you guys can only really find it on YouTube. But it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it revolves around stepson Daniel, who was 10 at the time. Um, if you watch the documentary, you can really see that him and George Lutz did not have a good relationship at all. They really did not get along. George was very... um controlling he was just very like dramatic very i don't know he just had a very like i want to say exquisite personality but you could really really tell mm-hmm. they had some deep deep-seated issues together Conflicts um with one another it was just tough yeah and he till still to this day from what i'm aware of he lives in queens um maybe we can interview him <laughs> that, hey, there you go right Get um, his side of everything but what's, what's very interesting he goes on to say that george participated in satanic rituals inviting mysterious forces into the home. And this is kind of like my bingo moment because, mm-hmm. like, this is what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, was the house haunted before? I don't think so. I do not think so. And now you have these paranormal investigators and you have these psychics coming coming in shortly after George Lutz leaves. Like, did he just, did he do too much? Was he like, fuck, what did I do? Let's get the hell no, out of exactly. here. Because now my family's in danger because I have no idea what the hell I did. It's true. He pissed off the wrong people. Let me like tell you. I, you don't know what you're doing, and you where people get like so carried away with mm-hmm. it. It's really, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's just like so stupid. But um, so that's like interesting. Where you know his where Daniel said that about yeah. him. Um, then also um, another interesting factor because I always I was always saying that he's you know a little bit dramatic. Um, <laughs> his other stepson and Christopher Christopher Quarantino which I was trying to find out why he has a different last name, but um, in 2005, oh, because that, that would make sense because George made them take the, take his last name mm-hmm. um, when when him and Kathy got married. Um, but in 2005, he was, Christopher was quoted saying that George stretched a tooth due to him being obsessed with the oculates, stating he was a professional showman, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And that's kind of like... Uh, you know, you could. I, I I choose to believe that. I choose to believe he was a little bit wacky. Mm-hmm. I choose to believe that. You Definitely know, he stretched the truth. Yes, and it was actually found. I think there was found like satanic books in yeah. one of the book bookshelves. Don't quote me on that, but I really remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that's what I think what happened. I I think that he kind of saw a money opportunity. He Definitely. went a little bit nuts, but you know you can't kind of claim of having hauntings without any activity or anything to back you up, so maybe you invite some things into the home. I don't know. And he didn't really know what he was doing if he did that, and yeah, that could be why they had to yeah, get right out of there. Absolutely, it makes it makes complete sense. No, that does. Um, And then, there was no other hauntings reported since the Lutzes left. So, you know, it goes to say that there's been many, many people living there, you know, yeah. from 1975 on and no one i mean i don't want to you know get these people 
in trouble. But I, I've heard differently, though. I really have. I know people that live near the Amityville Horror House or that lived in Amityville, and uh-huh. I've heard of the houses having a lot, a lot of electronic issues, like with TVs turning on and... That's interesting. You know, stuff like that. But that would make sense if you have some, you know, demonic things in there. You know, exactly. Work. Also, the fact that you had six people killed in that damn house. Oh, my God. I still, it, it's yes. beyond terrible. There's of course, that goes without saying. But in general, in the sense of like. Yeah, like uh, who knows if it was. Happened. You can't tell. I mean, no. you can't tell if it was haunted before then. Yeah. If it was not, George denies it. You know, there's, you know, the movies tend to pick up on, you know, the, the ancient Indian burials, mm-hmm. and there's been no evidence of that on, you know, on Amityville, and, sorry, wow, the Amityville Horror House. Um, so I don't know. I, my personal opinion on this matter is that, you know, I don't think anyone can really prove that there was, but there wasn't anything before mm-hmm. Ryan DeFeo went and offed everybody. Um, I think he was on drugs. It was well known that he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. He was an avid drug user, um, I think that maybe him and his sister has some type of deal. I don't know. No, I th- I agree with you. I can I I think that she was also killed the most brutal too, and she was the last one that was killed. So it was kind of yeah. that could that kind of makes sense, you know. Um, I think maybe something went down and exactly shit. And let me just you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know how kind of people claim like psychosis. Yep. So I think that's what he kind of did. Um, and I think that you have little Mr. George moving in there after, and, you know, he's in for the money. And I think that he saw an opportunity to push us, push us to make this, you know, dramatic. You know, will we have known, will we have heard about this if the losses didn't move in? I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Like, it's kind of like known now. It's, I mean, people from Especially over the world have come to see the house. Especially if participating in the satanic rituals. If it was... A family that wasn't interested in that, you might not have ever heard of anything. But, exactly. You know, you so know yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, there were six people that were unfortunately yeah. brutally murdered in that home. And I just, I I can't get, I can't say it's not haunted now. No, I, mean, exactly. I don't think I would sleep there by myself at night, but. No, no I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that's kind of my belief of the whole thing is that it is haunted now, or most likely it is haunted mm-hmm. now. And who knows he, he, how many things he summoned up. I mean, the poor Warrens. I oh, my bad. goodness. I know. I feel bad. They actually, you know, interesting. They usually bring things, if you're not too familiar with them, but they do have a, well, they did, I'm sorry, they did have a museum in Monroe, Connecticut, where they kind of brought back, like, a collector's item for each investigation mm-hmm. that they've done, Annabelle being one of them. If you guys oh, are not goodness, familiar yeah. with the Annabelle story, yes, that's for another night, but, um... <laughs> With your rocking chair over there. I know, yeah. I'm a little, uh, <laughs> I will say, in my basement, which is where we're recording, of course, in a basement, right? And, yeah, I do have a rocking chair that I might be throwing out right after this. <laughs> I, I, I came over, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's got to be something there. I feel like so much energy. But, um, anyway, back to what we were saying. Um, they actually didn't bring home anything to document yeah. this whole thing. I think they have, like, the interviews that they did. So that's interesting to me. I mean, I don't know what they would have brought home with them, but... No, but still, it is interesting that they, from everywhere else, you know, they bring home, they yeah. try to bring home something, and it sounded like they didn't even want to recount any of their memories or anything from that experience. No, it was just no, terrible. no, absolutely. Well, that's 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 kind of how I feel. How, are you the same? You I would differently? say I'm the same. See, I do think, and it's hard to say because a lot of these stories 
can be hearsay in the same, like we say, with the Lutzes. And, but the concrete facts is we know that there was a family that was murdered there. And I just feel, in my opinion, that there has to be some sort of, maybe it's not haunted, but I feel like there has to be a presence there. Doesn't maybe it's not a demonic presence as much as they were describing. Maybe it is like the, um, like they were showing the the one brother, right, the youngest brother, mm-hmm. Dan. Wait, no, I'm getting it incorrect. So it's John. Yes, the youngest brother. So it could be that he's there. I think he was only nine years old. You don't know. It's it's just eerie all around to me. I personally, actually, I've driven by the house, but I don't really know anybody that lives near there, that can give me some more inside scoop. Because I wonder, do things go on at that house that maybe the family that's there just doesn't want to express what's happening because they don't want it to become another huge TV show? Oh, yeah, like, because right now, yeah, right now you have to have the house, like, gated. Exactly. And I've, heard, I've heard things that they have to hire security yeah. around So think, if they start Halloween. coming out with stuff that could be happening, which there very well could be things, like you were saying, maybe the TV's turning on. But if they just release any sort of info like that, people are going to be there lining up down the streets. It's just more or less going to be kind of like a hassle for that family. So, But, again, like um, I do think that there has to be a presence in that house. I don't believe everything that the Lutz said with, like you were saying, with the slime and everything oozing. I that's think a little that's bit dramatic. Like you. Okay, doors closing and opening. Yes, that could very well be. I've had experience with that in college with things, and it was – very eerie and creepy but some of the stuff that uh, he claimed to happen I just don't really believe it again we won't really know all the truth behind it but I would love to be able to like go inside the house and get like a feel for myself but not alone (laughs) you don't want to go alone no definitely not and not at night I don't think You don't want to go at three three at three fifteen a.m. Three fifteen. Oh goodness, the witching hour. No, right? nothing oh between my three God. and four. That's it. The kids. No, you no, gotta no. say if you wake up between that time, you better put yourself back to sleep. <laughs> one thousand percent. One thousand percent. It was recently most most um recently, it was sold um. In two thousand and sixteen, so now two thousand and fifteen, and there's no, there's no concrete um. Plans, from what mm-hmm. I understand of it, being sold anytime soon. I mean, I might have to hop on that, right? There you go. Let's just get in contact with them. <laughs> it's so funny because everyone makes fun of me because I'm like, I want to buy the house and I want to have my podcast from there. And everyone's like, what are you, crazy? I'm like, I don't want to live there. I want to record my podcast there mm-hmm. and work there and, you yeah. know, and like go home as like sunset approach. <laughs> I do not want to yeah. be. No, I agree with you. I do not want to be. I do not want to be sleeping there. I'll tell you that. It really, and when you think of it, it's kind of like Amityville is like in our backyards, very close to where oh, we live. Oh, so now. close, it's so close, so close. Definitely so close. a story that uh, it's tragic, but there's so much more. I feel like to that house that unfortunately we're not really ever going to know because a lot of the key people you can't interview. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> come on. I'm mad. I'm on. <laughs> Just had you couldn't wait just a few more months. <laughs> no, nope, couldn't terrible. have waited, right? Um, I yeah, no, I think we're definitely on the same page. Yeah, no, page I agree. With, with that with that one. Um, so uh, let's see, maybe you know something in the future. We'll have to report back and be like Amityville Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, pe- and anyone, if you're on our Instagram, you know, let 
let us know your thoughts on this case too. Yes. You can comment on the picture yes. what you think if do you think it's a load of crap? Are you somewhat like us where we're like, okay, we could see it being haunted? Exactly. Um, that we definitely are very interested to hear your stance. Yeah. Can't wait to hear your thoughts and everything that, that we um discussed tonight. And also, if you guys have any of those creepy stories. Yes, let us know because we will be sharing stories. Yes, we would love yep. to share them. We would also love to read them. And, you know, it's you know it's also good to kind of talk to someone about it too because sometimes, you know, yeah. You might be surrounding yourself with people that are like, I'll cut the crap out, you know? Yeah, and there might be a lot more people experiencing it, too, that it's can kind of... Yeah, you guys are not alone. Together. Yeah. Not true. alone, especially during that 3 a.m. hour. Yeah, <laughs> and kids, like they do say, kids have that, like, sixth sense that they... Yes. They do. They connect more. Again, that's why I wish I could remember. Maybe I yeah. did see things when I was younger. I don't know. I know. My mom was the type of person that would give me, a, like, a prayer card and... <laughs> and rosary beads and say good luck so i don't really know yeah but um definitely so definitely hit us up let us know what you guys thought about tonight's episode your thoughts what mm-hmm. you guys believe um and definitely if you have those stories let us know yeah and if there's a case that you want us to do some research on to report back yes on, yes let us there's know so well. many it's like so overwhelming so i want to discuss everything and <laughs> i can't wait to be recording more episodes it's like it'd be so much fun so it we're is. stoked but anyway guys Have a great night. Stay safe, and we can't wait to hear from you. Yes, we can't wait. Cheers, everybody.